Why is it that today, in this affluent age, there is a growing epidemic of chronic anxiety and depression, at least measured by how many are consuming drugs intended to alleviate the misery? And then there are probably many more victims who have not sought or refused treatment. I'm proposing that this epidemic is understandable, even legitimate, given the underlying cause of anxiety and depression being the fear that the basis of creation is loveless. If we accept even subliminally the biblical account of Adam and Eve, we buy into the guilt trip that we were born into sin, and the Creator is hardly our friend. If the theory of evolution is what we are more comfortable with, we accept chance and the survival of the fittest as our modus operandi, and in both cases, love has no place. Therefore, I am proposing, the antidote to this fear and its ensuing symptoms is the recognition, the understanding, that creation is the result of unconditional love. In the Bible we find, in the first epistle of John, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So let's look at this more carefully. First, there is no fear in love. Fear and love cannot coexist any more than light and darkness. Two, but perfect love casteth out fear. This is a clarification of what kind of love is being referred to. Unconditional love, with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Elsewhere in the Bible it states definitively that God is love. This is certainly not sensual or personal love. Because fear has torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Anyone suffering from anxiety and depression can attest that it is torment. This state does not radiate, but absorbs negativity. Finally, we love him because he first loved us. This is an immensely important distinction and is the keynote of this podcast. If we ignore the second part of this, because he first loved us, we are not on solid footing. Though we may get a certain sense of self-satisfaction when we profess our love for God, it will not alleviate chronic anxiety and depression. This, because he first loved us, is asserting that a perfect God, love, is the motive and cause of existence. It flat-out contradicts first the biblical depiction in Genesis 2 and 3 of the story of Adam and Eve, and a God that curses the man of his own creation. Second, the theory of evolution which credits chance and the survival of the fittest with creation. Both of these explanations of creation provide plenty of reason to fear because love is nowhere to be found in them. In the first case, it nurtures a state of guilt and a remote hope for redemption. In the second, 
It spawns a mode of operation based on probability. No unconditional love anywhere to be found. Because he first loved us is explained in Genesis 1, where it states that God made man in his image and likeness. Perfect love was the motive and cause, gave man dominion, and declared when creation was done that the whole thing was very good. The unmerited favor of our Creator. We love him because he first loved us, is an acknowledgment of who, what, and why we are. Very different from assuming we are somehow entitled because we love him. Inevitably, the question surfaces, what about the bad stuff? The allegory of Adam and Eve was an attempt to make sense of it, and look where that got us. Can we not agree that a perfect God who is love, could not be responsible for or even cognizant of the bad. If we look to mathematics, I like that comparison. The laws of math are not responsible for the mistakes made in solving mathematical problems. Imagine if the study of math required the study of all possible mistakes as well. A bottomless pit. Similarly, if we pursue the study of the bad stuff, also known as evil, we will descend into the bottomless pit where anxiety and depression are normal and justified. But when we rise above this morass, are we not talking about the realm of spirit in Genesis 1? Of course. Is that not rather otherworldly? Well, God is spirit. We cannot see him. Does that make him otherworldly? To illustrate the practicality, let's take a look at the 91st Psalm, which talks about a place, but not a geographic location. It talks about feathers and wings, of pestilence and arrows, of lions and adders, etc., none of which can be found except in thought, as images of thought. This psalm shows us the way out of anxiety and depression. No wondering whether we can make it or not. No guilt trips here. And takes us to a place of total protection, of strength, of perfect love which drives out fear. And I'll read it here, the 91st psalm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. 
A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. In this place, anxiety and depression are otherworldly, 